0: <laughs> and laughs Theater of the Mind The best love programs from radio's golden age Only on Zoomer Radio Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor
1: Well, thank you, and welcome to the show Now, tonight we begin with Jack Webb Wearing a business suit and a trench coat That would be worn by a sergeant of the LAPD not only did Webb have the lead role in Dragnet, he was the creator of the series, too. Tonight's episode's entitled, The Red Light Bandit.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. Only the
3: names have been changed to protect the innocent. NBC brings you Dragnet. Dragnet.
2: You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to robbery detail. A ruthless fiend roams the streets of your city, masquerading as a police officer. For months, helpless citizens have been robbed, beaten senseless, and kidnapped. The criminal is a twisted genius, vicious, cunning. Your job is
3: to get him. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime, investigated and solved by the men who unrelentingly stand watch on the security of your home, your family, and your life. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case from official police files, from beginning to end, from crime to punishment. Dragnet is the story of your police force in action.
4: It was Wednesday, June 4th. It was warm in Los Angeles. We were working the night watch out of robbery detail. My partner's Ben Romero. The boss is Ed Backstrand, Chief of Detectives. My name's Friday. I was on my way back from communications, and it was 11.13 p.m. when I got to room 27A. Robbery detail. Oh, hi, Joe. Hi, Ben. Did you get that message to call home? Yeah, bad news. What's the matter? That doggone kid of mine chicken Pa. Oh, again? Last year it was the mumps. Year before that, the measles. Every time I get set for a vacation, he decides to catch something. Well, forget it, Ben. Think what a comfort he's going to be in your old age. Go ahead, laugh. You'll find out. Yeah.
5: How are you, Friday? Romero? Fine. What can we do for you? You don't look like you remember me.
4: Oh, no, wait a minute. Name's Savage, isn't it? George? It's Johnny, Sergeant. Johnny Savage. Remember now? Oh, sure. Those liquor store robbers out in the Wilshire district. About six, seven years ago, wasn't
5: it? Ten years, Romero. You ought to remember that. you were with the
4: trial. We testify in court every week. Ten years is a long time. It's longer in the state pen. It's a lot longer. Yeah, you cried a little at that trial, didn't you, Savage? You said we beat that confession out of it. Yeah, that's why I figured I'd drop in for a little visit. To kind of apologize to you fellas. You gave me a square deal, I... I guess I kind of lost my head. I figured I'd apologize. Oh, that's all right, Savage. When'd you get out? A couple of weeks ago. I did it the hard way. Served ten flat. I don't own my day. You find a job yet? Yeah, Friday. I'm working nights. What kind of a job? Laborer in a warehouse, south end of town. Good. Oh, you decided to level? Ten years in prison's a long time. You learn a lot of things. Nights are long. You think a lot. You get things straightened out. Huh? I hope you mean that. Sure, I mean it, Friday. I've got everything straightened out. I know who my friends are, and I know who to watch out for. You sound like maybe you on the right track. I got it figure,
5: Romero. I'm like you two fellas. You caught me red-handed, and you
4: sent me up for ten years. Well, you did all right, Savage. Five armed robberies. You
5: got off pretty easy. You got a break, Savage. Make the best of it. Sure, I'm not kicking. Ten years, a real break. That's right. Well,
4: <laughs> I just dropped in for a little visit... Maybe I'll see you fellas sometime. All right, Savage. Keep your nose clean? Sure. No heart feelings. No. You just took ten years of my life. That's all. There's no such thing as a man going through prison without changing. And Ben and I have seen him switch in both directions. Some men learn their lesson after they land behind bars, and when they're released, they turn into good citizens. Johnny Savage was sour. We made a mental note to check him out later on and then we went down to the record bureau and pulled his coming out mug. That's about all we had time for because about an hour later, we started to get busy. Hot
5: shot, Joe. Grab it.
6: On the corner of Selma and Naples, the drugstore, 211 and probable attack. On the corner of Selma and Naples,
5: 211
4: and pro- What you got, Joe? Selma and Naples, 211 and attack. Come on.
7: Corner. Yeah. All right.
4: Come on. We got the story from the victim, the store owner, Mr. Thomas. For the most part, it was the usual rundown of an early morning holdup. There was only one exception. Oh,
8: I've had young hoodlums try to hold me up before, but there was nothing like this one. How do
4: you mean, Mr. Thomas?
8: Well, he came in here just before closing, and ordinarily I'd have kept an eye out because that's the time to look for him. But this fellow came to the door and said he was a policeman, so I let him in. He looked like a cop. Boys, right up to me and the wife behind the counter and pointed a gun. And she screamed, and he hit her in the face with the butt of the gun. Sergeant, it, it was horrible.
4: That's the way it started, and that's the way it kept going. Because most of the victims and most people don't realize that as a citizen, they have the right to check on police officers' identification when in doubt. After we got the story from Mr. Thomas and checked the store in the neighborhood, Ben and I headed back to the office.
9: Attention all units at the
10: end of North Baxter Road near Hillcrest victim of 211 and slugging car 71 72 take the call code 3 attention all That's units four
4: blocks away from the last the one let's roll on it huh Ben right North I'll Hillcrest, hit the siren you get the lights By the time Ben and I got up to the end of North Baxter, the men from car 71 were already there. The victim was telling his story. His face looked like it had been through a meat grinder. I was
6: just shifting the car into second to make the hill when I hear this siren behind me and I, I see this red light flashing in the side view mirror. Well, naturally I pulled over to the curb and I was just reaching for my driver's license when the cop runs up, yanks me out of the car and starts clubbing me in the face with the butt of his gun. Did you get a look at him? Think you can describe him? No, I'm afraid not. He swung me around and kept me staring into that red light on his car all the time he was beating me. After a while, everything just went black. When I woke up, my wallet was gone, all my money's...
4: Forty-five minutes later, Ben and I were interviewing the third victim, a young housewife out in the Wilshire District. Same trademark.
9: I tried to tell him, Sergeant. I tried to tell him I didn't have any money, but he wouldn't listen. He kept holding me by the throat, beating me with his fist like he enjoyed it. Yeah, all right, all right, Mrs. Jameson. Could you tell us
4: how he got in the house?
9: He came in the front door and
10: rang the bell. I opened the door, but I left the burglar chain on.
1: He said he was a policeman. So when he demanded I opened the door all the way I did.
9: Then he grabbed me.
11: And you can't describe the man for it, Mrs. Jameson. He was tall. And he had
6: dark
9: hair and big hands. Oh, Tall. It, like oh, it was like a nightmare.
5: Tall, dark hair, big
4: hands. Your guess the same as mine, Joe. Maybe. Let's wait and see. Come on, let's check with the boss.
5: Hi, Mike. Hi. He's waiting for you. In there. Come on, Ben. He's
7: the detective's office. Hand Sit down. Yeah, Skipper. All right, you two. Let's have it. The guy with the red light? Yes, the guy with the red light posing as a policeman. Why hasn't he been picked up? You know as much about it as we do,
4: Ed. We got our first call around midnight. He knocked over a drugstore out on Selma. He hasn't stopped working since.
7: Didn't you get any definite lead on him? No description? No license number? Nothing.
4: He's tall, big hands, dark hair. That's all.
7: Fine. Either of you got any ideas?
4: Could be anybody, Skipper, with that description.
7: You're sure it wasn't anybody on the force?
4: We sent all the victims down to personnel... Lowry showed him the mug book of all police officers. Wasn't one of our men.
7: Works fast. Drug store motorist, the pedestrian, the housewife out in the Wiltshire district. Went right in the house after her. Four of them, right in a row. Five. Huh? There's a 20-year-old kid in the next room. Came in just before you got here. A couple of hours ago, he was sitting in a car with his girl up in Mall Island Drive. This red light bandit comes along, slugs him, and kidnaps the girl. Kidnap?
4: She still missing?
7: Not a trace. When did this happen? A couple of hours ago. They brought the kid over from Georgia Street Hospital. We can talk to him now. He's had a bad time. Right in here. Okay. Pete, we're going to have to ask you a few more questions.
6: Oh, yeah. Okay.
7: It feels a little better now. This is Sergeant Friday and Sergeant Romero. Hi, Pete. Hi. Can you tell us
6: what time the trouble started? Oh, about 10.15, 10, 10.30. 10, Sally and I were sitting in the car talking about where we were going on our honeymoon. We're going to be married next month. And then this car pulls up behind us and starts flashing a red spotlight on us, and a guy runs over and pulls open the door. He said
4: he was a cop. Did you get a good look at his car, Pete?
6: I think it was a black sedan. Did
4: you get a look at the man, Pete?
6: No. No, I didn't.
4: It was pretty dark,
6: and he kept me staring into that red spotlight. It all happened so fast. Then he started slugging me, and I went down. What happened then? Well, the next thing I knew, Sally was screaming. He had one hand on her throat and he had her backed up against the side of the car. He was beating her with the other hand. So, some kind of a short billy club. Now, I got up and I started for him and he slugged me again. When I came to, Sally was gone.
4: Anybody checked the area up there,
7: Ed? Yeah, Davis and Griffin. Didn't find a thing.
6: Oh, Sergeant, you gotta find her. You got to. I wouldn't know what to tell her, folks. I, I wouldn't know what to say. That's all
7: right, Pete. We'll find her. You take it easy.
5: Got a hot shot, Ed, up in Summit Road near Westmore. A woman, unconscious, ambulance follow-up, possible dead body.
7: Uh, all right, Hannon, look after Pete here. Friday, Romero, let's go. Up ahead, Romero, to the right. Okay, Skip.
4: Yeah, there's the ambulance and the cruiser car. You're a lonely nothing, bud.
7: All right, come on. Hiya, Doc. What'd you find?
5: Hiya, fellas. Right
7: over here. Just gonna take her in. Uh, where'd you find her? Over there by the side of the road. Somebody driving by us saw her. They called us. Any identification? This bracelet on her wrist? Mm, to my dearest Sally and Pete. December 25th, 1947. That's a girl, all right. What are the chances, Doc? Uh, I wouldn't bet on them. Pretty bad shape. Well, have you seen enough? Yeah. Friday, Romero, call the crime lab and check the area for footprints and tire tracks. I'll ride back in the ambulance with the girl. If she regains consciousness, I want to talk to her. All right? Okay, Ed. I'll meet you in the office by 8.30. We're working straight through till we get this guy. See you at the office, Gilbert. What
4: time you got, Ben? Seven
7: minutes to four.
4: Long night. Hey, that car up there ahead. Let's take a look at it, huh? Mm, Black sedan. Hey, look, he's flashing a red spot on that convertible. Come on. He sees us, Joe. He's pulling away. Get that gas pedal down to the floor. Already there. He's turning off right. Hit the siren. I'll get the light. We're gaining a little, Ben. Next corner to the left. Where He's a fancy driver. Try the alley up ahead to the left
9: here.
4: Must have turned up that cross street. Get through the alley and double back on him. Right. There he is, Ben. Look out.
9: Watch it, Jim. Watch it. He's going
4: to ram us. We got hit just in front of the rear bumper. Our car was forced into the curbing and it turned over. He was real lucky. He kept right on going. But this time, Ben and I were sharing the luck. All we got out of it was a couple of nasty cracks in the head and a few bruises, but it was enough to keep us in a hospital under observation for a day. By this time, Ed Backstrand was fuming. So were the newspapers. During the day we spent in the hospital, a red-light bandit went on a real blitz. He pulled six more jobs, one liquor store, two residential holdups, and three car robberies. Five of the six victims were slugged and beaten. Davis and Griffin had taken over for Ben and me, and by the time we got back on the job, they'd build up a lead for us. We've been working with Wilkerson up in auto theft, Joe. He's used four stolen cars already. We got the makes and numbers on each one of them.
7: How about the
6: dark
4: sedan he was driving when he rammed us? The boys picked it up this morning out on Sepulveda. We're checking it for prints now. Oh, that's fine, Dave. You got any description on the guy yet? No luck there, Joe. He works too fast. Nothing at all? The same as you had. Tall, black hair, big hands. Loves
7: to use them. Roddy, Romero, you got a minute? Okay, Skipper. Check you later, honey. Sure thing, boys. Sit down. How do you feel? Pretty fair, Ed.
11: A little stiff here and there.
7: All right, did Davis fill you in? Up to date. Okay, I just called the doctor who's handling Sally Wilder. Pete's girlfriend, you remember? Oh, yeah. She's been in pretty bad shape since we found her up there on Summit Road. This morning she took a turn for the better. She's conscious and her doctor thinks she might be able to talk to us a little bit. Good, when? About an hour. I cleared it with the doctor and with her family. you will only be able to stay a couple of minutes and make the most of them. That's all.
4: All right, Ed. We'll check with you later.
7: Hey, Joe, Ben, sure. here's some mail
5: came for you fellas while you were gone. Oh, thank you, Mike. We're going over to the county hospital. We ought to be back in a couple of hours. Okay. Say, there's been a couple of phone calls, too. Yeah, anything important? I don't think so. The guy just called to say hello. Said his name was Johnny Savage. Just called to say hello. Hello. I presume you men are aware
4: of the girl's critical condition. Yeah, that's right, Dr. Froman.
7: We saw her before she was taken here to the hospital. Ah, yes. Uh, You understand, of course, that you'll be able to see her for only a few minutes, and please try your best not to excite her, huh? Right, doctor. Sally isn't able to talk. Bad mouth and face injuries. So your questions will have to be answered simply yes or no and nod of the head. Okay, we
4: got you. We only have a few questions, and we want to know if she can identify the man who beat her from these pictures we've got here.
5: All right, Sergeant. This way, please. Thank you. Sally. Sally,
6: these gentlemen are from the police department. They'd like to ask you a few questions. Uh -uh, Now, there's no need to be
4: nervous or afraid. Just simply nod your head yes or no. No, that's fine. All right, Sergeant. Uh, Sally, did you see the man who attacked you? Yes. She says yes. Did you get a good look at his face? You did. All right, Sally, now you can answer these three together. Just yes or no. Was he tall? Did he have dark hair? Did he have large hands? He did. Ben. All right, yeah, Jim. Hand me the folder. you. Yeah. Here you are. Thanks. Now, there's just one more thing, Sally. I'm going to show you some pictures now. Take all the time you want before you make up your mind about each one. If you recognize any one of these men as the person who attacks you, just nod your head. All right? All right, it's fine. Good, here's the first one. No? All right, here's the next one. No. Um, How about this one? No? All right, here's another. Do you recognize him? This was the man? Are you sure, Sally? Thank you. That's all. Let's go. Did you uh, find what you wanted, Sergeant? Yes, Doctor, we did. Here, it's this one. Hmm. Nice-looking chap. Who is he, Sergeant? His name's Savage, Dr. Froman. Johnny Savage. When we got back to the office, we checked in with Ed Backstrand. In five minutes, an all-points bulletin and a full description of the suspect was broadcast to every radio car, every motorcycle officer, to every sheriff and law enforcement agency in Los Angeles and Southern California. By nightfall, our manhunt was on. More than a dozen extra patrol units were called in for duty that night, and when they pulled out of the police garage, the name, the picture, and the full description of Johnny Savage in the possession of every officer. The same for the patrolmen. Whether they walked a beat downtown or out in the residential areas, the picture of Johnny Savage went with them. Everything was done that could be done. On the second night of the manhunt far out on the edge of town, Johnny Savage, the red light bandit, got his 12th victim, a 63-year-old storekeeper. Attention all units,
9: 939 Markham Street near Clark.
7: Two eleven and slugging, code three, ambulance dispatched. All units, nine three nine, Malcolm Street, near Here it is, Skipper. Tie in. What'd you get? Wilkerson lifted the prints
4: off that black sedan at Ram and me. Yeah. They belonged to Johnny Savage.
7: Yeah, good. That
4: storekeeper last night. is a Savage, all right. The victim identified him from his mug.
7: All right. We got enough in this Savage guy to put him a nice for life. All we have to do now is to get him. Now,
4: well, look, the way we figure it, Ed, this red-light bandit is using stolen cars with coal plates, so there's no way of tracking down the cars at regular commercial garages. He's got to be running private garages someplace around town.
7: All right, let's get the neighborhood patrolman on the job. Advertise it. All over town. It's a city ordinance, isn't it? People who rent private garages are bound by law to register the car and license number with the police. Start a campaign if you want, but find those cars. That's right. And wait a minute. Hello, backstrand. Yeah? When? I see. Yeah, thanks. What is it, Ed? It was the hospital. About the girl, Sally. Sally Wilder? What about her? She died five minutes ago.
4: That night, everybody went back on the job as usual. The cruiser cars, the patrolmen, the motorcycle officers, and about a dozen decoy cars. Armed police women riding alone in cars or parked in lonely spots with a police officer escort. Our car, 80K, was still in the garage for repairs, so... They assigned us another one, and we started to make the rounds. Everything was usual, except one thing. We weren't tracking down just a thief anymore or a sadist who liked to beat people's faces in. We were out to get a murderer. It was a perfect night for the suspect. Dark, no moon. I gave Ben two to one odds, and I put up $5 that we'd get Savage that night. I lost the $5. We cruised until 7 the next morning, but there wasn't even a nibble. We had breakfast at the Federal Cafe, a little restaurant down the street from the City Hall, and it was about 8.15 when we got back to the office. We were pretty tired. Robert D.T. Romero.
5: I would like to speak to Sergeant Friday.
4: Just a minute. For you, Joe. Okay, thanks. Friday talking.
5: Sergeant Friday, I want to
4: talk to you. Well, I'm listening. Go ahead. I mean,
5: I want to talk to you in person as soon as
4: possible. Can't you tell me over the phone? What is it?
5: I cannot tell you over the phone. It is very important. Can you come now?
4: Well, now, look, mister, I'm awful sorry, but we're very busy down...
5: 5.54 Ramona Avenue. Can you come now?
4: Well, what's this all about? Who is this speaking?
5: My name is Carl Savage. My son's name is John. Here it is, you. Neat-looking, little play. Yeah.
9: Yeah?
4: I'm Sergeant Friday. You Mr. Savage?
5: Yeah, come in.
4: Okay. This is my partner, Sergeant Romero. How
5: do you do? I will be brief, gentlemen. I am the father of John Savage. I wish for you to catch him. I I will help you. I noticed the name on the mailbox outside Mr. Savage. Changed your name lately? I changed my name ten years ago when John first got into trouble. My own name I had to change, the shame. Always from him, my son, shame. Mr. Savage, has your son been home since he got out of prison? Yeah, many times, to ask for money. I would not give him any, so he struck me. Last night, I read in the newspaper. The little girl he beat up, she is dead. Then I make up my mind. Do you know where your son is now, Mr. Savage? Not now, no. But our garage has a car in there. It is not his, I know. Also in the garage... I find many license plates. I find spotlights with red glass lens. But you don't have any idea where we could find him. No, but he will come back. He always comes back for money. We're going to station an officer here in the house, Mr. Savvy. Anything you want, if it will catch him. He's bad, Sergeant. Like something poisoned or all true, he's bad. See a sewing basket over him, Mr. Savvy? The wife live your way? Ten days ago, before this starts, I buried Gertrude. My wife, his mother. Sergeant, for ten years is sick, but for ten years she stays alive to see him from prison. Ten days ago, she died. He did not even come to the funeral. Did your son have any idea that you might call us? No, no, I don't think so. But when you catch him, give me a gun. With my own two hands, I will kill him. Johnny Savage.
4: Before we left, we called Ed Backstrand and we brought him up to date. He sent three detectives out to relieve us, Davis, Griffin, and Marsh. We told them to keep an eye on the house and the stolen car in the garage. That night after dinner, Ed Backstrand, Ben and I went out and relieved them. We parked the cruiser car in the garage next door, and then we took up our posts. Carl Savage had a light supper, and then he went to bed about nine. The three of us sat at the front windows in the darkened house, and we waited. Ben kept his eye on the garage. Outside, across the city, the manhunt continued as usual. Three hours went by. The waiting got monotonous.
7: Franny, mm- Romero, look alive, will you? Oh, yes, Kipper, I'm sorry.
4: That clock's enough to put anybody to sleep.
7: Uh, what time you got?
4: 12.23 a.m. Thanks. The clock kept ticking. We were tired. We took turns keeping each other awake. At ten minutes past two, I looked at my watch, and then I settled back and tried to find some kind of a comfortable position. They started so faintly, it was just like the ticking of the clock. Same rhythm. And then they came closer, and the sounds got out of rhythm. Backstrand's head came up with a snap.
8: Friday, Romero, you hear that?
5: Yeah, I
7: Get out to the window, once the curtains. You see anything?
5: Yeah. Yeah, somebody's coming. Savage? Can't tell. Wait a minute, he's going down. He's going up the driveway to the garage.
4: He's going inside. That's him. Come on. Watch it. He spotted us. Went over that fence into the yard.
7: There he is, Friday. You hit him, Joe. Maybe. He's going for the
4: street headed for that car, Ed, that sedan up on the corner there.
7: Yeah, Romero, go back and get the car. right, Scooter. Must have parked up the block before he came around. Where's Romero? I don't know. Oh, here he comes now. All right, let's go. Get that radio on, Joe. It's already on,
4: Ed. All right, give him a call. Any sign yet? No, nothing so far. Next corner to the right, Ben. Unit 80K to Control 4. 80K to Control 4.
9: Control 4 to Unit 80K. Go ahead.
4: Clear and keep Frequency 4 open. This is an emergency. 80K,
10: Roger. Frequency 4, open and clear.
9: Attention, all units on Frequency 4, stand by. 80K, go ahead.
7: It's Friday
4: up ahead. Dark blue sedan. Control four. We are in pursuit of the possible red light bandit. Suspect is driving a dark blue 1949 sedan. License number in the seven column. 61 Robert 784. Use caution. Suspect is armed. Code three.
10: Attention, all units. Attention, all units. Unit 80K now pursuing possible red light bandit. Suspect is driving a dark blue 1949 sedan. License number in the seven column, six one Robert seven eight four. Use caution. Suspect is armed. Code three. Your location, eighty K.
4: Control four. We are headed east on Wilshire Boulevard, crossing La Brea.
10: Attention, all units.
9: Suspect is headed east on
4: Wilshire Boulevard, crossing La Brea. Watch it, Romero. Don't lose him. I see him, Skipper. Control four. Still pursuing red light bandit. Headed east on Wilshire. Now crossing Rossmore.
10: Attention, all
7: units. Suspect is still headed east on Wilshire. Now crossing Rossmore. Suspect is on. Use caution. Call three. That truck pulling out up ahead. Hit the siren, will you, Skipper? Yeah. Hold on to track
9: squeeze. In the mirror.
7: Out of traffic up ahead. He's got to slow down. Control four.
4: Suspect headed east on Wilshire, crossing Western Avenue, closing in.
7: There he goes. To go right down Sherman Alley. It's a dead end. Yeah.
4: Control 4. Suspect turns south into Sherman Alley. Closing in on suspect. Attention, all
10: units. Suspect has turned south into Sherman Alley. Suspect is trapped.
4: Converge on Sherman Alley. There he is, Skipper. Pulling up ahead. He's jumping out. All right, take the mic. Will you add here? Come on, Ben.
7: I'll direct the other cars in. If you need help, holler. All right, Skipper.
4: All right, which way to go, Ben? Down between the corner of building. Come on.
7: I'm starting up the back
4: fire escape. All right, keep him busy. All right, Savage, come on down. He wants to go rough ones. One more chance, Savage. Come on down. No use,
7: Joe. He's heading up for the roof. Come on. Uh, he finds like a monkey. Come on, let's get him. Yeah, all right. Come on. All
9: right,
7: here, I'll give
9: you hands. Here, here's the rough
7: all right, where'd he go? I
4: don't know. Let's spread out. All right, Savage, you're through. Throw your gun out come out with your hands up. Watch it, Joe. He's running for the edge. He's going to jump. I'll get him.
5: All
9: right,
7: I'll die back here. You lousy
5: cop, you dirty, lousy cop. I'll kill you, lousy. You're through, Sammy. You're through. Good, Joe. Yeah. Throw the cups on, will you? Yeah, you just (laughs) betcha. Hmm. You want a smoke? Yeah, it's your usual. It, thanks. Hmm. Quiet up here. Yeah. I'm just thinking. Yeah? Carl
4: Savage, this guy's father. Mm hmm. What about him? Nothing. What would you do, Ben, if your son was a murderer? <laughs>
2: The story you have just heard is true. Only the names were changed to
3: protect the innocent. John Savage was tried and convicted of murder in the first degree. He was executed in the lethal gas chamber at the state penitentiary. <laughs> You have just heard the sixth in a new series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet is furnished by the Los Angeles Police Department.
2: Tonight's program is dedicated to patrol officer Robert Steele of the Montana State Highway Patrol, who on the morning of November 2nd, 1947, gave his life so that yours might be more secure.
3: Dragnet came to you from Los Angeles This is NBC, the national broadcasting company Stay
1: tuned for The Red Skelton Show, next on Theatre of the Mind.
3: Which crazy
1: character will inhabit the body of that rubber-faced clown Red Skelton tonight? Well, let me take you back to 1948 for the episode, Red Returns After Summer.
12: Ladies and gentlemen, after ten years, radio gets its revenge. We now present a
4: program that will scare Orson Welles. <laughs>
8: That Procter & Gamble brings you the Red Skelton Show Starring Red Skelton, Dave Rose and his orchestra The Four Knights, Verna Felton, Lorraine Tuttle, Pat McGee And yours truly, Rod O'Connor <laughs> Yes, it's the Red Skelton Show Brought to you by Tide Procter & Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family Watch. Tide's in wow.
10: Dirt's out Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap Any soap? Yes, any soap tide gets close cleaner than any soap
9: T I D E Tide
8: And here is Metro Golden Mayer, Southern Yankee, the star of our show, Red Scalp.
12: Very much, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, Rod?
8: Fine, Red. You know it's great to be back on the air with
12: yeah, you. Yeah. Tell me, what you have fun this summer? No, I've been as busy as a beaver. Yeah. I thought your front teeth looked a little sharper.
5: <laughs> There's a brilliant line, to start with.
12: Yes, sir, boy. A few jokes like that's gonna make Proctor think they're taking a gamble.
9: <laughs> I'm proud of that. I <laughs> will laugh at that myself. <laughs>
8: Hey, uh, what'd you do this summer, Rod? Oh, never mind about me, Red. What about you? Did you have a nice vacation? Oh, I
12: r- really had a vacation. It's my first in 20-odd
8: years. You're really odd, all right.
12: Yeah. <laughs> I should have
8: offered Don Wilson more money.
12: <laughs> now, uh, really, I, I've, I did everything that I've always wanted to do.
8: What was one of the things that you wanted
12: to do? Well, go camping. You mean you've never been camping before? Well, yeah, in 1943, I went camping, but a staff sergeant kind of spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the boy's back again now. Uh, this summer was different, though. You got a nice tan. That's not a tan. That's just the color I turned after the mosquitoes drained all the blood out of me.
8: <laughs> the mosquitoes are bad. Huh? Why didn't you use mosquito netting? <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> the big...
12: <laughs> the big mosquitoes sat on the outside and pushed the little one through. <laughs>
8: Did you know that only the female mosquitoes will bite? Hmm? Only female mosquitoes will bite? Yeah. hmm Well, I got news for
12: you, but <laughs> The one that bit me when I tied my shoe was no lady. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I lost so much blood that finally one mosquito came over and he says,
13: Could you use a transfusion? Us girls are loaded. <laughs>
12: Our tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Now,
8: hold
13: it there, gal. When you say that smile, I'm from the West, where men are men, and the women folks are mighty particular. Now, you mean that tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap in Texas, and all them other 47 suburbs called states?
8: (laughs) (laughs) Dead eye, she means any soap, any suds, any washing product, new or old, anywhere. Never in the whole history of wash day has there been anything like Procter & Gamble's Tide. Tide is different from the newest products made for washing clothes. So don't confuse Tide with any other washing product you've ever seen. Tide is different. Nothing you can buy will wash clothes as clean as Tide. Company linens, everyday work clothes, everything. Tide not only leaves them free from dirt, but removes dingy soap film too. A Tide washed garment is cleaner. Colored clothes are brighter. And in hardest water, Tide gets white clothes whiter than any other washing product known. Yet with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is truly safe for all your washables. So get Tide. Get the only wash day product you can buy that gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line.
12: and gentlemen, it's a pleasure to introduce the Four Knights. These group of boys are from Carolina. These fellas are new to radio, but they've long been one of your favorite uh, Decca recording groups. Uh, that is, uh, rec- you've heard them before. <laughs> we think they're swell and we hope that you'll like them too. We want to see what the four GIs can do when they get together. The Four Knights. Sing good news.
13: Good news, good news, chariot's
8: coming. Good news, good news, chariot's coming. Good news, good news, chariot's coming, and I don't want to leave you behind. well boy, good news, good news, chariot's come Ah chariot's come Good news, good news, chariot's coming, and
1: I don't want to leave you behind. There's
5: a golden slipper in the heaven I know. There's a golden slipper in, in heaven I know. Golden slipper
13: in heaven I know,
8: heaven, I know. don't want to leave you behind. Well, good news. Good news. There's good news. i Charis got the coming. best of news. The
13: chariot's and coming, I don't want to leave you behind. Well, good news. Oh, the chariot's So glad the
8: chariot's coming, and I don't want to leave you behind. The long white robe in heaven I know. The Long white robe in heaven I know. The Long white robe in heaven I know. Don't want to leave you behind. Well, good news. The chariot's coming. Ah The chariot's So glad the chariot's coming, and I don't want to leave you behind. Good news, the ja- news, good news, good I don't want to leave you behind. There's a starry crown in heaven I know. 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 good news. news. The go chariots come. Good good news. come and I don't want to leave you behind. Well, good well, good news. news. ah come chariots good news. So bad the chariots
9: coming, and yeah. I don't tou- want to leave you well, behind. Good news, chariots are yes, good, good news, good news Chariots good, news. Good, good news. news, good news the and I, I don't, don't want to leave you behind I don't want to leave you behind
11: People, you will meet sooner or later
12: see noises with it. (laughs) A little early tonight too, by the way. Did you ever meet a new proud father? You know, one of those guys that walks up and forces a cheap cigar on you when the baby's just born? Well, Clem Cadiddlehopper did, and you'll meet a guy like that sooner or later.
13: Coming good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sir, my summer vacation is over, boy. It's three months of doing absolutely nothing. Now comes nine months of doing the same thing. Well, it's not that I'm lazy, it, but nobody seems to have the kind of work I'm fitted for. All the jobs available require getting out of bed. You know? <laughs> Uh-oh, here comes that old fat belcher. Well, I see he's got another new car. Wonder where he gets all these money, anyhow. Probably got the egg concession wherever Wallace speaks. <laughs> to see what happens when he goes to Florida. Them flamingo eggs are big. Howdy, Clem. Well, howdy duty to you, too. Hey, okay, that's a nice car you got
11: there. Well, Clem, ain't you going to congratulate me? Why? We've got a new baby, too.
13: A new baby? Yeah. Well, you got ten kids now. Why didn't you get something more useful? <laughs> well, anyway, congratulations. Congratulations.
11: Well, thanks. Here, have a patatella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, patatella.
13: Looks like a cigar, don't it?
11: i paid 75 cents piece for those. Mm-hmm. They're genuine Havana cured tobacco. <clears throat> oh,
13: I don't think this one was cured. It died, I think.
11: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
13: no, no, no. I'll smoke it right after I chisel a dinner somewhere.
11: You know, if you were married, you wouldn't have to chisel your dinner.
13: Oh, yes, I would. The way my girl cooks, a chisel comes in pretty handy. <laughs>
11: Smoke that cigar now. Here's another one for
13: after dinner. Well, that's mighty neighborly of you. Maybe I smoke it before I won't have to eat any dinner. huh? get a match out of my pocket here. i light it on the seat of my pants. I saw Roy Rogers do that in a picture once, you know. Huh. Now, who put that mail in my pocket? Say, <laughs> hey, what does that baby look like?
11: Well, it's got its mother's mouth, my eyes, its grandfather's nose, and its uncle's ears.
0: Oh,
13: well, don't you think it would have worked better with all new parts?
9: <laughs> Here,
11: Here's a light for your cigar
13: Okay mm-hmm. Say, it burns fast, don't it, huh?
11: You're supposed to take the cellophane off first
13: Oh, what, get the cigar scorched? Well,
11: <laughs> are you sure you're all there? No,
13: I don't know I shaved in a hurry this morning. How many years have I got? Two. Uh, two. Yeah. Just as I thought. One got lost in the shuffle, I guess. <laughs> this thing must be wet. It won't light.
11: Bite the end off it. Oh.
13: It <laughs> must have grown this tobacco in the petrified forest.
11: Now, uh, spit it out. Spit it out. Nope.
13: Well, look for the end of that cigar. It must be somewhere among them teeth there.
9: You don't know
11: much about cigars, do you? Hmm? I said, you don't know much about cigars.
13: Not after ten years with Raleigh's, no. <laughs> I bet Tim
11: like that. Uh, now you've got your cigar lit. Now
13: keep it going. <clears throat> Let's stand around the corner. I think the wind's coming in from the glue factory. Well,
11: I i don't smell anything. No? <laughs> Wait till you see that baby, Clem.
13: Well, you better run and get him. I don't think I'm wrong for this world. <laughs> There's something wrong with my eyes. They're watering.
11: Well, close your mouth before you drown. <laughs> You never smoked a cigar before, did
13: you? No, I didn't know what I was missing, but I sure wish I had. Well, it's a good thing they found use for them old army blankets.
9: I'm
13: sorry, I'm going to have to throw that thing away.
11: You can't do that. Nobody ever throws those cigars away.
13: That's because they've never had the strength.
9: Well,
11: maybe you'll feel better if you have something to eat. Oh, no. no. Yes, a hamburger. Oh, no, no. Or a bowl of chili. Please,
9: please.
13: Don't make things worse. You better move away from me a little. Just let me turn green on my own. You,
11: uh, you are turning green, aren't you?
13: You ain't looking over a four-leaf clover. Let me take a look at you. Mm. You uh, take off your hat and have a little respect for the dead. <laughs> but you are not dead. Well, I can dream, Tanner. <laughs> I'm going to have to sit down for a second. I'm, I'm... Well, don't sit on the curb. The car might hit you. I wish it would. <laughs> it might settle my
9: stomach.
11: <laughs> well, gee, I'm sorry you don't feel good, Clem. Yes. Right, uh... <laughs> Well, anyway, stop over and see the new baby. Oh, no, no,
13: thanks. No, sir. Anything I can do for you? Yeah, when I get married and have a kid, I want you to send your new baby around. I want to give him his first cigar. I'll fix him for running my life. <laughs>
12: Now, Dave Rose and his Procter and Gamble Orchestra play the Donkey Serenade.
11: the Mean Little Kid's Diary.
12: September the 3rd. Dear Little Diary, I hope nobody ever reads you or they'll find out a terrible secret that I has that I can't write. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, dear diary, I sure was in a mess of trouble today. It started out this morning when Minamaw caused me to get a spanking for no reason at all. I'm just getting ready to play a game of Edison roulette. Edison roulette, yes. Well, what on earth is Edison roulette? Well, I flip the light switch on and off real fast like this, see. Then I stick my finger in the the socket to see if it's on. Now watch now.
10: Ah! Don't yell. You scared me too. Don't you ever stick your finger in the light socket. You might cause a short and blow out a fuse. Yes.
12: Boy, you sure does love me, you? better be nice to me, old kiddo. I'll tell Pop that you pick his pockets when he's asleep.
10: I never went near your father's okay. pockets.
12: You don't? Well, you should have last night because he had ten dollars in him.
10: Ten dollars? Yeah. Well, that's funny. I only found six. Case this <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, please.
9: Sit
10: now, down. look, that's Smarty that's... Pants, your grandmother's waiting breakfast for you. Oh? Uh-huh. Now, get yourself upstairs and wash your hands yes. and hurry back down here. What? Again? I washed yesterday. Ooh,
12: but today is another day. But I'm the same
9: kid.
12: Now you keep on and I'm going to tell your father about you. You mean he's been around here all this time and he don't know about me yet?
10: <laughs> now, Junior, I said boy, go wash we... up. Hmm? And if you're a good boy and yes. plenty of soap and water, yes. I'll let you watch the television set tonight.
12: Television? Don't you think I was a little young to be sitting around in bar rooms?
9: <laughs> no. Now go walk. Okay, I go
12: away. I'm going up there and watch. I'm going to wash me hands and face. I'm going to watch me hands and face. I'm going to. Oh, there's my new invention I've been working on right
10: out there in the open with you. Oh, good
12: morning, Junior. Hello, please don't. Now don't look at me invention. Please don't look at me new invention. Oh, you have an invention? Yes, 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 an invention. Don't oh, you tell me. What? I tell you, Josie. All right. It's a time saver for washing windows. Really? Yes, 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 Well, it looks like a bar of soap to me. It is, it is. But oh. with my invention, you don't have to take the wipers off, slap up your rugs or, with water or nothing. Why, that's wonderful, yes. dear. How does it work? Well, it's simple. You see that dirty window over there? Yes. Well, you just take the widow bar of soap in your hand like that and you throw it. No! Clean <laughs> <no> your dirty window. <laughs> But what about the broken window? After all, you can't break windows in the house, every one of them. Oh, I could force myself Oh, honestly. <laughs> I'm sure there isn't another child like you in the whole world. Well, don't it make you proud to know me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I eat our, Let's eat our breakfast. Okay. Hey, now, Ma, can, can I have some stale eggs for breakfast? You mean two or three days old? Oh, I like them a lot staler than that. I like them so stale that they're chickens. I like. Can I have some eggs now? No, more? sorry, dear. You're going to have what I'm going to have. No, but I want some eggs. Now, I never get no eggs no more. I want some eggs. I need vitamins and stuff for me. with the not No, You give me some eggs or I'm going to tell you. You're going to tell what? I'll think of something. <laughs> mind helping me out, I'm lost.
9: <laughs>
12: I would tell you, I I want you to know I appreciate that. <laughs> if you ever get lost in time diamond when you're on the show, you just let me know and I will point it out for you. <laughs> I will be your slave for life now. Let, let me be your slave. Let me run out and get you a beer or something. <laughs> no. No, I'm going to tell. You're going to tell what? I'll tell everybody that you was a southern belle when Grant took Witchman. Oh, good heavens, I'm not that old. Oh, no. no. Oh, oh, oh. Pardon me, ma'am. The general would like the next poker with you. Sorry, but I ain't dancing with no Yankees. <laughs>
10: I'm going to tell your mother. Oh, no, no. No, Louise. Louise. No, no, Yes, no. Mother, yes. No. Now, what has the economy size Frankenstein done? <laughs> <laughs> you just
12: have to take your son in hand. Not only did he souse me, but he broke window. <laughs> <laughs> Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to add to that? hmm do you have anything to add to that? Not right now, but today is still young. <laughs> you'll never come here. No, you'll never take me
9: alive. Now,
10: look, Heal feels I'll let <laughs> you a brother.
9: When I call you, I want you to come here now. <laughs> How can anybody laugh when
10: they're
12: mad? <laughs> No, 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 don't, don't you dare. Oh, oh, no, no,
10: no, no. You hit me. Hit me. You hit me clavicle. <laughs> you don't even know where your clavicle is.
12: Yes, I does. It's right where you spanked
10: me. No, your clavicle's nowhere near there.
12: That's where I hid it when I saw you coming.
10: <laughs> oh. Mother, will you please look after him while I answer the phone?
12: Yes, I got your whipping. It's all you fought now, Well, you just mark it in your widow book, kiddo. we're not friends from now on, no longer friends. I'll be even with her. The last thing I. Oh, there's her breakfast all laid out on the table. Coffee and some toast. All right. Now, I could fill the sugar bowl with some salt (laughs) and put some pepper in the coffee pot, maybe. And just to top it all off good. Maybe a little glue in the marmalade.
9: <laughs> <laughs> now, of
12: course, if I judge this, you're going to beat me to death. I know yeah. Then again, they might figure that that other whipping was enough for one day. Then again, nothing ventures, nothing
9: gains.
12: <laughs> I'm going to be a sport about this and do it.
9: <laughs> now I'm
12: going to empty the sugar bowl and fill it with the salt. <laughs> Now, a pinch of uh, pepper in the coffee pot. That's a nice pinch, I think. <laughs> now, a little glue in the marmalade. My, look at that. That's what Pierre would say. A little glue in the marmalade. Yes. Runs off with snow, don't it? <laughs> oh, 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 here she comes. I better hide under the table. Every man for himself now. <laughs> Oh, he's not here. Yeah. Oh, the poor little darling. Poor oh, little darling, that old muffy Guff. <laughs> oh, well, all will soon be forgiven. I hope she remembers that. I guess I'll have to eat alone. Oh, I do enjoy breakfast. It always picks me up. Yeah? <laughs> this one's going to pick her up and knock her down. <laughs> oh, he's pouring the pepper coffee in the cup. Oh, two teaspoons, for a salt. Oh, the toast is just right. Now for my favorite marmalade. Oh, my goodness. She's going to bite that toast. Oh, don't look. Listen, my tongue is stuck to the roof of my plate. Count to ten, count to ten. Yes,
10: Loreen. Yes. count to ten. Count to ten. And just be
12: sure you don't make any mistakes. Yes. Use him for the scoreboard. Yes, but ma- right. no, right. no, no. Oh, One, no, two, no, no. Three, no. no. Four, five. Oh, no, no. Uh, I never thought I'd wind up a victim of the numbered racket.
9: Oh, <laughs>
8: Thanks for being with us tonight, and we hope you liked our program well enough to be with us next week. So until next Friday, this is Red Skelton saying thanks for
12: listening, and thanks for buying more and more of that Wash Day miracle, Tide.
9: Tide's
10: in, Whoa. dirt's out, Tide gets clothes cleaner
12: than any soap, T-I-D-E, Tide. Whoa.
8: Procter and Gamble invite you to join us again with Red Skelton next Friday. And now stay tuned to the life of Riley, which follows immediately. Red Skelton is heard on this program through the courtesy of Metro Golden Mayor. Stay tuned
12: in. I'm going over on the old Riley show. Eiffel Riley's coming right on. Stay tuned. Go away.
8: Gentlemen, I want to be serious for one half a minute. You know that millions of people in Europe need our help. You can send that help personally through the organization called Care, C-A-R-E. Care provides a non-profit service to you to help you help them. For just ten dollars, Care will deliver a big food or textile package in your name to anyone you select in fourteen European countries. Send your order today to Care, C-A-R-E, at Fifty Broad Street. New York City.
1: Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Pat Novak for Hire, followed by My Favorite Husband,